Welcome to the People Performance Podcast. My name is Renee Vincelli. I am a former corporate executive in banking, former project management director, mother of three, turned consultant and coach for those who want to grow their individual team and organizational capability. Each week, I deliver an episode focused on my two favorite topics, people and performance. Thank you for spending some time with me today. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the People Performance Podcast. I am your host, Renee Vincelli. It is good to be with everybody today. This is our first podcast episode of the month of February. Um, In the month of February, I plan to focus the content of this show um, and of my LinkedIn posts and just generally my business on this notion of family and parenting. So this is going to be Family February. I think um, my plan, at least for 2022, is to focus my content each month on a little bit different of an area in this realm of people in performance. In January, we focused focused on project management. And in February, I want to talk about parenting and specifically families and uh, working parents, being successful as a parent, being successful as a family. Um, I feel like, and you guys know this if you've listened to some of my earlier podcasts, um, some of the first ones that I did back late last year, Family is a huge, huge component of my life, and it is a huge component of what I believe makes folks successful in life and in general. Um, and being successful as a parent, specifically, I think is um, one of the most important things a person could achieve in life. And so that's really what I want to focus on in this month of February is giving giving some tools and tips and advice and support for working moms and dads out there to help them to be able to do that, to find that success, um, like I said, in this, this realm of people in performance, both at work and at home. On the podcast episode next week, so I believe that's February 14th, Valentine's Day, we're going to have a special episode with um, a, a person who's written a book that actually combines the months of January and February, um, project management specifically for parents, um, someone that's in the project management field and has done some really good writing on this topic of parenting and project management. So we'll have her on as a guest on the show on the 14th. Looking forward to that. May end up being two episodes. We'll see how long how long it is, but uh, I think it's really, really great. The book is, uh, is really awesome, and uh, I think the content of the show will be really good. So today what I wanted to talk about, I wanted to share a story with you all that I recently experienced and then really focus on the top signs that your work environment is supportive for for you as a parent. So that was the, uh, that's the content for today's show. So where I wanted to start, um, I talked a little bit about this on my uh, LinkedIn feed last week and put a post out there around uh, around the story. But I had lunch with a good friend of mine, a, a friend I've had since I was in, I think, probably junior high school, um, all around, um, had lunch with her last week. And we talked a good deal about a lot of things, as you do with people that you've been friends with for, in this, cl- in this case, close to 30 years. But one of the things that we talked about was a couple of her recent experiences um, in the work world. My friend has got a couple of young children, um, I believe probably three and five if I've got my got my ages right. So young kids, um, as you guys know, young kids that age um, are of some of the most challenging. My, my children are around the same age, my younger two. And, um, you know, parents with kid, ch- young children in particular, parents with, with any age children, if they're in your home, um, require support when you're talking about work. And so she shared with me these stories uh, of recent 
um, experiences that she's had working with folks. And so I wanted to share these with you all today. Um, one manager she worked with, um, this is the first story she told me, but this is somebody she's known for 10 years, 12 years, I don't even remember specifically, but let's just say it's, it's 10 plus years, um, certainly a long enough time to know somebody. This was someone who she helped to build his business with him, so grew the business from you know, three, four people up to 20, 30 people, very successful business. And she did all of this with this individual, this, this man, um, when she was single, when she was maybe newly married without children, and really had, I, w- I would say, probably put a lot of her identity into her job because that was what she had going on. She didn't have the responsibilities of being a parent. And when she had her first child, you know, after that first one was born, he was, um, you know, a little bit different, right? Not, not, not ultimately what he ended up to be, but not, not the way he was in the beginning, not supportive, not, not as um, helpful to her as a parent, um, certainly not somebody that was showing loyalty to this, you know, this long-term employee who had helped him grow his business and his financial success as a business owner. So when she had her second child, there was some some um, comments made around, wow, you know, I can't believe you're having another baby kind of kind of comments. I, I forget exactly what was said, but, but something along those lines, you know, the kind of thing that would really make a person think twice about, um, about working for this individual. Ultimately, he said to her, you know, once she got pregnant that second time and, and was no longer, to, no longer willing to do the things that she had done before, he had said to her, um, I want the old you back, you know, the you that was here in the beginning when we started this thing. You know, where is that person? And her response, you know, I think she said this out loud because it got to be a pretty difficult, heated sort of dialogue. She said, you know, that, that person is gone. That person doesn't exist anymore. Um, this, this is the new me. This is the new person that you're, you've got working for you. And, you know, I, I really thought about that a lot. And I think we'll talk about this in a few minutes when we talk about some of these, um, these signs that your work environment is supportive for parents. But I really think that there's something, something to be said about if you're an employer understanding that people change and people evolve. If somebody isn't changing and isn't evolving and isn't growing as a person first and then as an employee, uh, but as a person first and their priorities don't shift, I question, you know, what kind of humanity you have in your workforce, right? So um, when when I say humanity, I mean being well-rounded, having interests, having a life, having people who are really focused on things that are making them whole people, right? And so I think as employers, as leaders, as managers, that's that's something you should want. Um, and you should be happy for your people when they find that and when they have that. Um, and so caring about people first, which in this example, the story, um, doesn't seem to be there. It's all sort of, does it meet my needs? Does it help me in my business? Does it help me achieve what I'm trying to achieve? You know, having, having that at the forefront of your mind, um, is a recipe for, for failure long-term when you're talking about um, the people that work for you. So that was one story. So that didn't work out very well. So my friend, um, who, by the way, I mean, this, this person, like I said, known her for years, um, you know, hardworking, very hardworking, um, has done a lot of great things in her, in her career, in her life. She went and worked for someone else. In this case, it was a, a female, a woman that was her, her manager and, you know, another small business. And, this woman was someone who 
um, had a family of her own, but, you know, sometimes expressed regret. Like, you know, I never see my kids. I never spend time with my, my, my children. I, I, I don't, I don't get to do that. I'm a terrible mother, you know, those kinds of comments and works, you know, 70 hours a week, 80 hours a week, whatever the case might be. And during the coronavirus, you know, during COVID and the worst of COVID was willing to help her employees to be successful, willing to help um, with flexibility and navigating this pandemic, which I think a lot of people were willing to do that. But, you know, now that things have changed a little bit, now that we're sort of in more of a status quo, maybe more normalized situation where we're not, you know, at home as much, we're not as fearful of getting the, getting the virus for whatever reason, um, now my friend, you know, her children are sick from time to time, as, you know, young children are, um, is less willing to tolerate that, right? Less willing to be flexible, less willing to let her work from home. Same same situation, working from home as it was six months ago, a year ago, but just less willing to do it. Um, even though, like I said, my friend is a, is a hardworking um, individual and, and you know, very loyal, very dedicated, and, and very focused on her work. So the um, the idea that that's... That's okay. So, you know, I talked about on one of my earlier podcasts how this pandemic was something we all experienced together, right? Everybody dealt with it at the same time across the entire globe. And because of that, we were more willing and more um, comfortable dealing with the challenges that it posed because we all lived them at the same time. So it created this sort of shared reality um, that was all common for everyone. That doesn't change the fact that individually, um, for my friend in this case, there are personal, you know, call them personal pandemics, if you will. Your friends get, your, your children get sick. You have a death in the family. You have some crisis that happens. Maybe, maybe there's a divorce. Maybe there's some serious issue that comes up that you, um, that, that for you in that moment is a challenge, is a crisis. I heard a story just today about, um, you know, someone going through unexpectedly, their husband having a heart attack and, you know, the medical medical issues that are involved with having a heart attack um, and your spouse having a heart attack, you know, seven, eight days in the hospital, you've got young children. These things happen. Not a pandemic like COVID for everybody, but certainly for the person dealing with it, it's, it's serious. So, you know, this, this example that my friend shared really caused me to think, how willing are managers and leaders and companies to help individuals with their individual challenges as they come up um, versus expecting that we're all going back to normal and we're all going to go back to sort of the pre-COVID situation relative to how um, companies interacted with their employees, with their parents in this case. Um, I think, you know, if you think about this example of this woman, I don't want to speculate, but perhaps she expects my friend to have that same family dynamic that she herself has had, um, where my friend has said, you know, I want to be with my children. I want to be present. I want to be there when they're sick. I want to help them. I want to support them. I want to be that kind of a mother, um, which I think most people do um, that that have children. So just just a couple of stories. You know, I, I think it is great that people want to work hard, that people want to have their own businesses. I think they should expect their employees to be hardworking and dedicated and loyal and, you know, flexible and putting their time in and you know coming into the office when they can you know all of that absolutely but there are more and more there are still examples more and more of them of these kinds of stories and I, I will be honest you know when I hear them from my friends or from colleagues or from uh, folks I work with you know one-on-one in different different settings 
I get kind of fired up about it because it's so contrary to everything I believe in and it is so contrary to who I was when I was managing people, at least I who I attempted to be most days, and to how I'm wired and what I care about. And so when I hear these stories, I get very irked and frustrated because I, I want to make a difference in this world, in this realm, and I want other people to feel motivated to do so also. So I thought I would talk about... Um, talk about this topic today a bit, um, you know, from my perspective, the companies, the leaders, the people who are going to succeed in the future are the ones who bring this element of empathy and support and flexibility to their teams and to their people. It's not the ones that have that, you know, old school, uh, you know, I imagine the 1980s of, you know, folks come into the office with their power suits on and they, they can never work from home and they have to clock in and they got to bring their work home. Um, that's not what it's going to be. And if that's what we want it to be, if that's what you want it to be as a leader, if you're listening to this, you probably are not going to be successful. And I don't say this, all of this from the perspective of, um, you know, just not expect having high expectations of people. Um, you know, I think in our culture, this American culture in particular that we're in, it's a capitalist society, um, People can make their own choices. If you want to operate that way as a leader, I think it's certainly something you can do. I don't think what I'm describing is illegal. Certainly you could argue it's maybe immoral or unethical or, you know, not the best. But you can operate in that way that I'm describing that's not the best. I'm just saying it's not going to be, in my view, in this world that we're now in post-COVID, a successful recipe for you um, because people want something else. People want something more. Um and I think they've, in many cases, earned the right to have that sort of reality. So a few tips now that I've shared my story and, and um, vented a little bit perhaps to all of you about my real passion in this area and how this gets me a little bit worked up when I talk, to, talk about it. Um, I'll share a few tips um, that I have personally experienced um, and that I would share with individuals that are dealing with some challenges with their environment. And really un understanding, you know, how, how supportive is it for parents, um, that environment that they're in? So the first one, and this would be, you know, how do you know? How do you know? How, what signs are there that this is a supportive environment? The first one would be that your manager, your direct manager, or those, or those that are in other key leadership roles have a life outside of work that involves service to others. So I say it that way very specifically. I'm not saying that the people, your manager, or those that are in leadership roles have to have a family. Um, people make their own choices. Um, people get to decide how they want to live their lives. But there is evidence that the people that say your manager, that, that they care about things that are bigger than themselves outside of work. And there is evidence of that, and you see that in their life. So let's just say, you know, let's just say they do have a family, and, and it, there's evidence that it matters to them, right? So several managers that I have had um, over the course of my career, their children's sports were really important. So you would hear them say things like, I got to get out of the office to go coach my child's soccer team, my child's basketball team, my child's baseball team. I have to get out of the office to go to their recital. I have to get out of the office um, at an early time so that I can go, you know, take them to some other extracurricular activity that they're involved with. So obviously that's a parent, that's a parent situation where you can look at them and you have something very specific in common with that person. There are other managers 
that I've had and other people that I've worked with where maybe they didn't have children. Maybe they just weren't at a point where they, um, where they wanted them yet, or maybe that wasn't a choice they had made in their life, but they were very involved in their church or they were, they were very involved in some charity organization that was a huge passion for them. And they wanted to pour their life into someone else, into other people, into some other group of people. The point is, is that it wasn't all about them. It wasn't about work, 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 more work. It wasn't about um, if they weren't working merely themselves and their own you know, money or their own hobbies or their own lifestyle. They cared about other things. And so this indicates to me, and I, you know, I use these terms, I say all of this a little bit, a little bit flippantly, but I really feel this way. It indicates some humanity and some sense of this is a, a good person that I'm working for, or I'm a group of people that I'm working with, um, not someone that is, you know, a robot for their job or is a self-serving individual who happens to make a lot of money or who, who is doing whatever is necessary to grow their own their own life or their own career or their own wealth or whatever the case might be. So that's the first one. See and understand and really give some thought to, you know, is your manager and, the, and others that are in key leadership roles, if, if your company's large enough where you can see them and they have an influence over your life and your job, um, do they have a life outside of work that involves service to others? Like I said, um, family or not, but other people. Another one would be whether or not there is evidence that you have experienced and whether you have personal experiences with this person, let's just call it, say it's your direct manager in this case that I'm talking about, where they are honestly curious about your family and your children. So, you know, I believe that we need to forge relationships with people in, in business and in our jobs. And I think in a work setting, in a, in a business setting, managers need to forge relationships with their employees. And so I know, you know, with the best managers I've had, and you know, I could, I could probably, maybe I'll do this someday on a future podcast episode. I'll just talk about all the great managers I've had because I've had many, many, many great ones, only a couple that weren't so great. But the good managers I've had, the ones I've really respected, the ones I've missed working with over, um, over a period of time are ones that I know they knew the names of my, my boys. They knew the name of my husband. They knew what my kids were into. They knew the challenges I had as a mother um, at times with, you know, work-life balance and the activities that my kids were in. They, you know, I remember um, when my youngest son was in the hospital, when he was born, my, um, I was on maternity leave. My, my boss at the time would check in on, you know, how's he doing? What's the latest? You know, what's the news? Like he cared and he understood that. Um, and it was, it was important enough to reach out and to ask those questions. And I think you can tell if your work environment is supportive by if you, if you get the sense early on if a person is, is doing that or not. So I'll just make it up and say, you know, you're in a job interview and you're talking about um, going to work somewhere. It's not really the appropriate point to be asking about family, but pretty quickly in a, in a job, if you're in a, in a company, you can get an idea pretty quickly by the way somebody talks about their family if they have one and asks you about you and your interests and you know what you care about if if they're going to be supportive of you and your needs whenever the time comes um, if it's all business 100% of the time and there's no softness to what they talk about or what they're interested in understanding about you it's probably not a great sign so that would be um, 
Item number two, there's an honest curiosity about your family and your children. Item number three, um, the culture doesn't reward or encourage uh, behaviors that lead to burnout. So this would be all about the fact that it is not the norm or the expectation that people should be working constantly. You know, 60, 70 hour work weeks, that's not the norm. That's not expected. And so if you see signs that the culture is almost discouraging that behavior, right? Like we, we are going to create our business around the idea that we want people to have full lives. We don't want them to burn out. We don't want them to be stressed. We want to, we care about their wellness and their well-being, and we are going to create an environment that supports that notion. That is a good sign that you have a company or a culture or a team that is supportive of working parents. On the other hand, if we say, if you know, let's just say we have all the programs, all the benefits, all the all the great things, but on a day-to-day basis, the culture does not exist where people can leave their work at work, uh, where people can check out and be um, with their families and be whole people outside of the job, and they, they, they're expected, whether it's said or unsaid, to be working constantly, not a good sign, um, not a good thing to... Um, not a good thing to experience if you're in that position. The fourth would be that people are encouraged to take advantage of the benefits and the perks that their company offers them that, that are there to support working parents. So, you know, I, I know many, many, many companies right now are finding ways to focus on wellness, to focus on mental health, to focus on um, the needs of parents specifically, given that all that the pandemic did to, to parents and what it caused for their children. And so when there is an encouragement to participate, an encouragement to take advantage of those things, when they are highlighted and openly discussed and shared and championed by leaders and there's sort of a desire to promote them, I think that's a good sign. Um, all of these things I'm sharing are good signs that you've got a good company. Um, I've worked for a couple companies that I think are very good at these things. Um, worked for several leaders that are good at this. And so I think these are all good signs that you've ha- you have that you're working in an environment that is supportive of you as a parent. The last thing I'll share, um, and maybe this will uh, be the opposite of what I just said um, related to your company if it, if it doesn't do these things. But the last thing would be that managers in a company, if the company itself is not supportive of parents in these ways I'm describing, where it's where a, a person's manager will individually make up for any inadequacy from the company. So it's where a manager will step in and say, you know what, that policy that we have, I get why we have it. It works most of the time. It's appropriate most of the time. But for you, employee, parent that's dealing with a challenge, that's not going to work for you. Um, let's let's see what we can do. Let's see what we can do to get you what you need to, to, to be okay in the situation. So, you know, one example would be, um, bereavement. I had somebody share this with me recently. You know, bereavement policy, two, three days. Manager says, you know what, I, based on what you're dealing with and the challenges you have with this death in the family, you need more like five or six days. So we don't typically do that, but I'm going to make sure we can do that. And I'm going to talk to my manager. I'm going to talk to HR, whatever the case might be, to get you what you need um, in this situation. It's a manager that is willing to go to bat for their employee who has a need 
outside of what the company's policies or programs would support and make that happen. And you know, I will tell you, I, I've always tried, always have I tried as a, as a manager to find ways to do that for people and to be their best advocate and their best champion because I think that is what people need their manager to be um, more than they need anything else often. So those are the five things I wanted to share with you all today, how to know if your company is supportive of working parents. Um, hopefully you, you got something from the, the stories I shared and hopefully these tips were of value today. Um, listen in the month of February uh, when we talk about parenting and listen for that podcast coming up with my special guest um, who's written some, some great things, a great book on project management for parents. That's coming up here next week on the 14th. And then also I will share if, if this topic resonates with you and you are, you are looking for something more as a parent in this, um, in this space and you're looking for some one-on-one support, someone to kind of work through ideas with you, bounce ideas off of, help you improve your performance as a parent at work, at home, whatever the case might be, please reach out to me. I am offering in the month of February for those who start uh, working with me in the month of February a pretty substantially discounted program. So give me, give me a shout. Find me on LinkedIn. Um, email me at Renee at ReneeVincelli.com. Take a look at my website. Just reach out to me. We'll talk. We'll have a one-on-one um, consultation. You can learn more about me. I can learn more about you. And we can um, hopefully find a way to work, work together. Uh, like I said, pretty substantially discounted opportunity in the month of February for all of the working parents out there. If you enjoyed this episode, please give us a five-star rating over on Apple Podcasts and leave a review. If you believe that there's work we can do together, like I said, um, whether it be individually for you as a parent or if it's uh, for your team or for your organization, please reach out to me. This is what I love to do. I love to help organizations, teams, and people identify opportunities and implement them to make their work more successful at their job and at home. So that is all for now, folks. Remember, people are the creators of performance. People are greater than performance. And people come before performance. Have a great day.